Welcome to Staying the Course. Join us as we navigate the uncompromised Word of God with Pastor Brett Peterson. All right, good morning. You may be seated. And happy Mother's Day. Oh my goodness. This year is going by so quickly, I can't even believe it. Well, on your handout on the front side, you see seven Bible verses about love and really about moms. I love this first one Proverbs 31 26. It says, She opens her mouth with wisdom. And loving instruction is on her tongue. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her at the city gates. Love is always supportive, loyal, hopeful, and trusting. Love is patient, kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. And is not proud. Love is not rude. It is not selfish. And it cannot be made angry easily. Love does not remember wrongs done against it. Honor her for all her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. I love Mother's Day where we celebrate the moms. It's just such a great time to get together and do that. Let's pray again, shall we? Father God, thank you for allowing us to gather together to worship you and to learn from your word. God, I pray that you would speak to each and every person here and those watching online. God, I pray especially that you would bless all the moms. Lord, that you would just give them a special day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Happy Mother's Day again, and a shout out to my mom watching live. <laughs> Love you, mom, wish we could be there. Happy Mother's Day. And dad, she couldn't have done it without you, so just saying. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, Mother's Day, we always do a special sermon for the moms. And today, as I prayed about it, uh, there's nothing greater than the love of a mom. How many of you would agree with that? Okay, it seems like a mother's love is the deepest love on the planet. I mean, they love their children like no one else. You know, just look at our children. Who else could love them? <laughs> I'm just, just kidding, Cody. <laughs> but Mother's Day can be painful if you've lost a parent, if you've lost a spouse, or if you've lost a child. So I want to take a moment and pray for those that have lost a loved one during this time, shall we? Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that your love consumes us. So Lord, I pray that you would envelop all the moms and all the people that have lost a loved one. Lord, that you would give them peace in their heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Moms, you show us your love when you encourage us, when you challenge us, when you correct us, you teach us your wisdom. And that wisdom is passed down from generation to generation. In Proverbs chapter 3, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to be covering a lot of verses today, as we usually do. 
It says, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. Don't you love that the Bible personifies wisdom as a lady, as a girl? Oh, yes. Yeah, hold on a second. I've got to do some technical. <laughs> yeah, I love how wisdom is personified as a female in the Bible. It goes on to say, man, her gain is better than fine gold. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. You know, in Psalm 31, the psalmist says that about a virtuous wife. Who can find a wife that is virtuous and filled with the things of God? Her worth is far above jewels. Long life is at her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are, bring you to peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are those who hold her fast. You know, I believe that there's nothing more amazing than a godly woman. You know, most of us here are blessed with godly wives and godly moms, and they love God, and they have wisdom in their speech. That wisdom has been passed down through the generations, and sometimes the wisdom is a little comical. Here's a few things that mom has taught us. Mothers teach us about foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. How many of you have ever heard that? <laughs> right. Okay, that really is kind of crazy. Uh, mothers teach us about logic. If you fall out of that tree and break your neck, don't come running to me. I don't think they could. Mothers teach us about maturity. Hey, eat your vegetables or you'll never grow up. That's why I stopped eating vegetables when I was 21. I thought I would be forever 21, but it turns out that was a lie. <laughs> How about this one? Mothers teach us about religion. You better pray that that comes out of the carpet. I wonder if it ever did. Maybe it was a miracle. Mothers teach us about travel. If you don't straighten up and by, actually time travel, I'm going to knock you back into the middle of next week. Have you ever heard that one? Yeah, you old folks have. You youngers, I'm, I'm not sure. Mothers teach us about genetics. You're just like your father. Mothers teach us about the weather. It looks like a tornado swept through your room. Exactly. Mothers teach us about the animal kingdom. A little birdie told me. And I used to think, I wonder what kind of parrot that was that spoke to my mom when I was a little kid. You know, it's like, what? Mothers teach us about mind reading. I always know when you're lying. How many of you have found that to be true? Moms sometimes, all, I don't know how they know, but they know. Yeah, that, it's just crazy. All right, and mothers teach us about rhetorical questions. How many times do I have to tell you? One time I said, you know, maybe 50. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I'm not sure if I said that. Mothers teach us about politics. This is not a democracy. And I thought, I thought this was America. You know, what happened to freedom, man? Lord have mercy. Mothers teach us about contradictions. I love this one. Shut your mouth and eat your dinner. You ever try to do that? You know, you stuff it up your nose, or how do you, how do you eat with your mouth shut? Mothers teach us about perseverance. You're going to sit here until you eat every last piece of broccoli. Yeah, and some people, I think they've sat there a long time. If you have a dog, though, I, I really encourage you, you younger people, just, you know, sit there till they leave and just feed it to the dog real quick. Yeah, or if there's a plant, you can pick the plant up and dump it in the thing. And Yeah, don't tell them the pastor told you to do that. Mothers teach us about love, and that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, we started with a question. They say that a mother's love is deeper than any other love experienced in human life. I'm going to challenge that because I believe we are all to love more than even a mother loves her children. In fact, the Bible says, and it is clear, God is love. Love is the most important thing in life. There is nothing more important than your family and your friends and your co-workers that you are together with and demonstrate the love of God and the peace of God that transcends understanding. Today we honor our precious moms and we talk about love. I quoted this, but the verse is Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, and I would encourage you to read that later today because it talks about the virtuous woman. And I love this because this was written, you know, thousands of years B.C. You know, and this Bible, this book that was written from antiquity is the first book from antiquity that gave women equal rights with men. How do you like that? Read Proverbs 31.10 and forward. And this woman ran her household. She considered fields and bought them. She planted vineyards. She made wine. She made garments and sold them. She was an amazing woman. I love that. But in Proverbs 31.10, it says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above jewels. Mighty women of living water and those watching online that have joined us know this, that when you seek God first, and we already read it, it's on your handout, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her, saying, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. And that's in the Proverbs 31. But more than that, we have this promise in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 19, Jesus said, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, they say the mother's love is the greatest, but in our culture, it seems like self-love has outshadowed mother's love. And we have raised a generation of selfish people that really don't know how to receive and how to give and how to really love. In Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
honor your father and your mother, which is the first command with a promise, so that it, it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You know, I believe the first place we need to demonstrate love is in our families. And it seems that's where the enemy works the hardest to split apart parents from children, husbands from wives, to really just put a wedge in there. And they say the ones you love deeply are the ones you hate deeply as well because it, you're easily hurt and you lash out. But folks, we need to learn how to have self-control and let love permeate our homes. Our homes should be known for love and peace and laughter. You know, the Bible even says that men were to honor our wives. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker. Who remembers what the word weaker there means in the Greek? It means valuable, delicate, easily broken. And we didn't know what it was used for until we found a shipwreck from this time. And the cargo on the ship were these delicate vases with inlaid gold. They were valuable, irreplaceable, delicate, and easily broken. That's what he's saying. Men, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone who is valuable. To be treasured and easily broken. Watch your words, men. And show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. You know, it's amazing, but if I'm not honoring my wife, my prayers will be hindered. You know, a lot of people ask, why doesn't God hear my prayers? Well, there's a few reasons, and we'll talk about that in subsequent weeks. But we need to honor. To be honored literally is to be a woman of the Lord. Proverbs 31.30, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord or serves the Lord will be praised. You want peace in your life? The way to do that is to start loving people around you. It starts with your spouse. It starts with your children, your family, your parents, your friends, your neighbors. And the Bible literally is all about love. In fact, we already said God is love. In 2 Corinthians 13, 11, Paul wrote, Finally, brethren, rejoice, be made complete, be comforted, be like-minded, at peace with one another. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. In 1 John 4, 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. You know, Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. That's a difficult command. But he said, by this, all men will know that you're my children, by the love that you have for one another. Christians should be the most loving people on the planet. People in the world are lost. 
They're in darkness, and they need the light of God's love to shine in their hearts. In Psalm 119, 165, it says, Those who love your law have great peace, and nothing causes them to stumble. What's God's law? How did Jesus sum it all up? Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. That is all the law and the prophets. So if you love the law, you are a loving person. I can assure you the enemy of us all is trying to fill your mind with bitterness, jealousy, anger, frustration, depression, all these negative things. But God wants to give you that fruit of his spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. The Bible tells us to love the foreigners in our country. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 34. It says, treat them just as you treat your own citizens. Love the foreigners as you love yourself. In fact, the Bible tells us to love everyone. In Matthew 5, 43, Jesus said, You have heard it said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's a difficult thing to do. How can we love our enemies? And by the way, sometimes you ever feel like the enemy is in your own household? (laughs) You got to love them. You got to forgive. In fact, in Corinthians, uh, we read that love doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. It forgives. It overlooks the faults. It accentuates the positive and eliminates the negative. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's difficult. But I tell you what, as you pray for even someone you consider an enemy and ask that God would draw them to him, all of a sudden your heart begins to change. And the Holy Spirit begins to do a work in you. So how do we do it? You know, a long time ago, God told me, treat your wife the way you want me to treat you. I contemplated on that for a long time. It's like, okay, the way I treat my wife, God is going to treat me. From that moment on, I lavished my wife in love. I just gave her everything I could and blessed her, and our marriage is whole. 30 years a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) I know I only look 21, but that's because I stopped eating vegetables when I was 21. You know the golden rule, it says, do unto others as what? You would have them do unto you. Hey, that came from the Bible, folks. Christians should be the most loving people on the planet, and love's greatest expression starts with the family, and that's a husband and a wife loving each other with an incorruptible love, a love that overlooks the faults, a love that permeates every part of their day and who they are, and loving your children and children loving your parents. In fact, the Bible is so clear on this in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. It says, but if anyone does not provide for his own, 
especially those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. The idea of providing for your own is not just physical needs. It's emotionally providing for your family. It's physically providing for your family. And it's spiritually providing for your family. It is making sure that your household is lavished in love, the love that only comes from God. And moms, we also learn from our children. You know, Cody, when he was young, he would come to some of our Bible college classes. Do you remember that, Cody? And if we were stuck on a difficult text, I would simply say, Code, what, it, what does it mean? And you know that childlike faith, they're not... They don't have all this baggage of philosophies and things they've been taught. They're, they're kind of still a clean slate, that innocence. And sometimes kids say the most profound things. And Cody did quite often. But children, they have these three things. Wonder and innocence. Do you remember when you were a child? I remember when I was a kid, one of the most wondrous things, just a little kid. I must have been like four. And there was a dandelion thing with all those little white puffy things around it. And I thought, wow. And I would pick that dandelion and blow it. And it was like paratroopers just like parachuting out. And, and they would float around. And I mean, that was the greatest thing to me. Or watching ants, you know, for hours. And sometimes getting a magnifying glass. Sorry. And <laughs> yeah, that's no good. When people first come to know Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of God begins to transform them on the inside and they realize God is real, remember the wonder that you used to have? That the Bible is God's love letter written to us? Wow. Children have wonder, that sense of wonder and innocence. Number two, they have a childlike faith. You know, I can remember as a child playing. I never worried about what I was going to eat or wear or drink or eat or anything. I didn't worry about anything. I don't think I worried about anything until I was in college. <laughs> it's that childlike faith. And spiritually, it's like I know God is going to take care of me. Lord, I'm your precious child. I'm your precious son or daughter, and I know you're going to go before me. You're going to meet my needs. I don't have to worry about anything. In fact, in Philippians chapter 4, it says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard your heart, your emotions, and your mind, your thoughts, in Christ Jesus. And number three, children have vision and hope. I remember my vision was limited as a kid at first. It used to be just what I'm going to get for Christmas. Okay, All year, I would think about that. What's my budget? You know, <laughs> even as a little kid, and we would get the Sears and Roebuck catalog. You know, we didn't have internet back then or any of that. 
and I'd go through the toy section of that catalog, and I would mark, and I'd make a list, and, okay, that's too much, that, okay, and, I, I mean, that was my vision, Christmas. I just couldn't wait for Christmas. But children have hope for the future. If they have loving parents that are providing for them, they don't worry about anything. They have hope and vision. Folks, we need to have a good vision for the future. Wonder and uh, innocence, if you can, turn to Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 14. It says, do all things without grumbling and disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless, innocent children of God, above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights to the world. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, and which has not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. That's wonder. You know, wondering about heaven, where, where we go when we die, what comes next. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It is greater and more fantastic than anything you could ever imagine. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit of God searches all things, even the depths of God. Childlike faith, Matthew 18, verse 2, Jesus said, And he collected a child to himself, and he set him before him. And he said, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself as this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You know, humility is preferring others above yourself. I believe that is the start to really loving your neighbor as yourself, loving your spouse as Christ loves you, and loving the church. The faith of a child is trusting and knowing they're going to be okay, even though they don't know how. Folks, whatever trial you're facing this morning, when you pray and ask God to help you, the answer is on its way. Be patient. Be patient. The answer is coming. God wants us to have all these qualities. Number one, wonder and innocence. Number two, childlike faith. And number three, vision and hope. And no matter what path you're on this morning, no matter what challenges you're facing in life, the, they can be changed through faith in Christ. Through prayer and through perseverance. God is awesome and mighty. And today is the day to regain your hope and your faith and your trust in a loving Father who loves you so much. Vision and hope, Proverbs 29, 17. It says, correct your son and he will give you comfort. He will also delight your soul. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But happy is he who keeps the law. What's the law again? Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's summed up in love. Psalm 31, 24 says, Be strong and let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. 
I believe this morning, not only do we honor our moms, but I pray it will be a new beginning for marriages, for families, to allow God's love to permeate their soul and then spread that love to those around them. There's nothing greater than real love. Psalm 33:18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who reverence him, on those who hope for his loving kindness. For I hope in you, O Lord, you will answer, O my God. And now, Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. That was Psalm 33, 18, Psalm 38, 15, Psalm 39, 7, and Psalm 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, the psalmist said, if you desire God more than anything else, he will grant you the desires of your heart. He will bless you and be with you. In Romans chapter 8, verse 21, it says, creation itself will also be set free from its slavery to corruption into freedom of the glory of the children of God. You know, I love it because so many people are still enslaved to attitudes and actions that do not contain love, to depression or worry or frustration. Oh, hey, pup. <laughs> uh, puppies belong in church. That, hey, you could say that maybe the greatest love known to mankind is that of a dog for its owner. Yeah, you know, it's an unconditional love. Whatever you do, they love you. It's, it's just amazing. I believe that we need to love our moms with unconditional love. We need to love our children with unconditional love. We need to love our spouse with unconditional love. What does that mean? I am going to pour, I'm going to give you all the love I can muster, no matter how you respond to it. Even if you respond negatively, I will still lavish you in love. That's unconditional love. That's the kind of love that God has for us. Even when we fail, he says, come on, son, come on, daughter. I'm right here. I love you no matter what. I pray that today, and I know this is a simple message, and on Mother's Day, though, there's nothing better than husbands, make sure your wife feels like she's the most important thing to you on the planet. You see, our priorities are clear. It's God first, then our spouse, then our children, then our family and church family and friends and coworkers. We love them all with the love of Christ. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, it says, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son Jesus to be the propitiation or payment for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time, but if we love one another, God abides in us through his spirit, and his love is perfected. In us, we become loving people. You ever meet someone that is completely unloving? 
They're always bitter, angry, frustrated. They're just never loving. They're never filled with peace or joy. Man, it's so hard to deal with those. But God can even change them. Whatever mistakes you've made, whatever mistakes I've made, Jesus Christ paid for those mistakes on the cross. And from this moment on, we can become the loving son or daughter of God that God has called us to be. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it says, Therefore repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That refreshment is the living water of the Holy Spirit coming in your life and filling you with that sweet fruit of love. Paul wrote in Corinthians, Now abide these three, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is what? Love. You know, you would think it would be faith. But apparently even greater than faith is love. What if you started loving your enemy today? Think about who's your enemy today. Do you have one? Shoot them an email. Message them. Hey, you know what? I'm praying for you. I really do care what you're going through. What if you responded to everyone in your life with love? What a radical thing to do. And yet Jesus, that's what he did. Even as he was being crucified, he said, Father, forgive them. I, they know not what they do. What if we responded to everyone in love? We would shine bright. We would shine and they would wonder, why are they doing that? Why are they so kind and loving? And you can say, that's the Holy Spirit of God in me. That's God's love pouring into me and out to you. There's nothing more important than love. God loves you this morning. And he wants to, you to know in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know most of you have this memorized. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. The secret to finding peace in life is in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And we already quoted it. Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer to God and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I need that peace. We all need that peace. Because the challenges of life sometimes consume us. The battles we face in life sometimes rob us of all the love and peace that God is trying to pour into us. But if we, like children, have childlike faith in God, just like a child trusts his mom or his dad, gosh, his love and peace overwhelms us. 
and it's easy to love those around us. Ultimately, in the midst of all the craziness we face in life, it becomes a matter of attitude, what we think about. You know, the more you dwell on negative things, the more you will be negative. The more you dwell on people's faults, the more you will hate and be bitter. But the more you dwell on good things, the more you dwell on that one thing, that little shimmer of light that might be good in that person you hate, <laughs> the more God's love will break through and heal relationships. In Philippians 4.11, Paul said, Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I'm in. I know how to get along with humble means, and I know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him, Christ, who strengthens me. What you think about is important. And he goes on to say in Philippians 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there's any excellence and anything worthy of praise, meditate on these things. You know, I believe if we start meditating on the good things of God, his love will permeate us and it will naturally flow to all those that we come in contact with. Everyone we interface with, they will taste of the love and light of God. That's why the Bible says, be ready to give an answer to those who ask about the hope that lies within you. That hope comes from God no matter what circumstance we're in. Worship team, come on up. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. I love that. You know, when you trust God fully with your life, you don't fear anything. You don't have to be afraid of anything because God's got your back. He's with you. During this song, Cheryl will be passing out a special gift. Thank you, Miss Susie. To the ladies. And we pray that God would bless all the moms and future moms and all the ladies in our midst. You know, you are precious. The Bible says you are delicate and valuable. And we love you and appreciate you. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. And Lord, I ask that you would bless all the families here, that you would heal marriages. God, that you would heal broken relationships. And Lord, that you would fill us all with your love and your light. God, that we may love all we encounter. Fill our homes with your love and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Restores my soul, satisfies my need. 
Thank you for listening to Staying the Course with Pastor Brett Peterson. If you would like a copy of this message or would like to submit a prayer request or comment, contact us at 949-888-5777 or email us at info at ccbcu.edu. God bless you as you seek and serve Him. Remember, stay the course, and we'll see you next week. I love your word. I love the way it comforts me. Strengthens and restores my soul. Satisfies my needs.